Welcome back to Prompt Up Kicks, the podcast that is about music. I'm Chris. And I'm April. And today we're going to talk to you about... Our favourite Australian song. Yeah, boy. This is a tough one for me. I don't know if you've noticed, but I listen to predominantly Australian music, so <laughs> it was really hard to narrow this down, I guess. Was it really hard for you? It was like a little bit hard for me. I feel that I don't listen to as much Australian music as you listen to, so it was a little bit harder for me to... At, like very first think of any artists that were Australian for me to choose an Australian song for. Do we want to break with tradition? Because my choice, so as we addressed in an earlier episode, there's always going to be the possibility that April and I are going to choose the same song, albeit for different prompts. And mm -hmm. this episode is going to be one such instance. So instead of Chris starting us off with his choice for a favourite Australian song, I will start us off with my favourite Australian song. Uh, the song that I chose mm -hmm. is a song called You Sound Like Louis Bidette by the Whitlam. Had a little bit to drink. <laughs> yeah, that's a little thing I wanted to do out east. Yeah. I'm nothing too emotional, my goodness. I, I couldn't be serious in a room full of jackknife eyes. Stop talking about the years. You sound like Louis Bedette. And we roll on in my back shed. Play some poker, scratch my head. Look at the sky, spot the flames. Where would I go on holidays? Roll with the punches down the aisles and down the street. The weeks roll. It's an interesting song. I do like it. I've never heard of them until I met you. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Considering I'm like a connoisseur of Australian music. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is interesting. Yeah. Okay, so. You Sound Like Louis Bidette is the whole song title. It's a bit of a mouthful. I'm just gonna... I'm gonna abbreviate it to just Louis Bidette, you know? Just call it Bidette. Yeah, I'm gonna call it Bidette, basically. So, this song was from their third album oh. called The Eternal Nightcap that was released in 1997. Okay, uh, so they're a bit old. It is a bit old, yeah. Yeah. It was, I was basically two when this song came out congratulations and it's like one of my favorites so there you go that's stood the test of time exactly i was just about to say that um so this song placed number 53 in triple j's hottest 100 of that year in 97 in 97 yeah wow that would have had to compete with like radiohead and oasis so yeah. good for them i know um I noticed that we do have a couple of like international listeners. So if you don't know, uh, Triple J is basically one of our national like youth radio station. It's funded by it's it's a part of the ABC, which is funded by the Australian government. Yeah, so sort of think of like the BBC in the UK. It's the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting, and Triple J is like a the youth channel. Yeah, the youth channel from them, and every year they will have the hottest a, a countdown of the. Best songs as voted by their listeners that came out in that year. Yeah, um, it's a big thing. It's usually before this, it was usually um, held on Australia Day yeah, until recent years, and then it's been changed to, I believe, the day after or the day the day before. I don't, I don't remember. I don't pay that much attention to it. Anyway, it placed number fifty three, so it's a it's a pretty good song. Um, so whenever I listen to this song, I always thought that Louis Bedette was not a real person. I always thought that you sound like Louis Bedette is just like. You sound like Bill down the road, like a person that doesn't exist. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Who is Louis Bidette? So I always thought that Louis Bidette wasn't a real person because he sounds like a shit cunt when you listen to the song. Oy. He sounds like, he just sounds like an annoying person that you wouldn't really want to be around. Yeah. And the, I gathered that. Yeah, the singer is basically telling himself that like, oh God, I sound like Louis Bidette because I am sounding like a shit cunt I'm right now. I'm being a shit person. Yeah, right? So apparently... He is a real person and he was 
actually Tim Friedman, the lead singer's roommate at one point. Oh. Yeah. So, so the song, it's a diss track. It is straight up a diss track. <laughs> and I thought that they would have like more tact, I guess, to be like, ah, oh, they'll, they'll just like change the name or something. Yeah. Like, just make it up. No, it's just a straight up call out. Just straight up. You know what's worse? Not what? only was he his housemate. Yeah. Louis Vidette was their drummer from 94 to 95. Okay. So throwing shade on like former roommates and band members. Like, yeah. And all band members. I, nice. don't, I don't know any other artists that have such a call out. I mean, Blink-182 kicked their drummer off. Did they have songs that say, they never fuck re- that guy? No, no. I think, um, I think Damn It was... Who was their drummer? I think his name was Scott Rayner. Yeah, but in... Okay, so in Damn It, do they say... Is is the song Damn It titled Fuck Scott Rayner? Sorry, sorry. No, not Damn It. I'm getting... I've, so many blank songs. Man Overboard addresses... Okay. The former drummer's struggle with substance abuse. Oh, that kind of sounds sad then. Yeah, that's why they kicked him out of the band. He was, like, struggling with drugs and alcohol. Oh, okay. And they replaced him with Travis Barker. Okay, but, but anyway, again... back to... In that song, do they say... Fuck our old drummer. No, so they're not as upfront as these guys. <laughs> and I never expected it from someone like the Whitlams. Like, the Whitlams. They're named after Goff frickin' Whitlam. Like, Australia's grandfather. Yeah, Australia's greatest prime minister. According to, according to the Whitlams website, Burdette is described as an underemployed avant-garde musician, which feels insulting. It's a, what a big word, sir. Yeah. It, it's very insulting. You want to dumb it down? Uh, he... F- he is described as someone who doesn't work enough. Oh, basically just like a poor artist who tries to put so much of their effort into making their art art, but it's not sellable kind of art. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Can you kind of imagine the kind of person that Louis Bidette is then? Yeah, I think I've met a few Louis Bidettes over my life. Yeah. Um, so I, when I did look up Louis Bidette, there was actually like a, a write-up, like a little video being like, meet Louis Bidette. Um, and he's supposed to be a well-known jazz drummer and just like a weird eclectic personality from the inner west Sydney suburbs. Cool. Yeah. Which I never knew. Are the wet ones from Sydney? I think. I'm not sure if they're from Sydney, but they've definitely lived in the inner west. Okay. Like the whole song, Louis Vuitton, yep. Um, they reference a whole lot of songs, uh, like a whole lot of towns around Sydney. Yep. Um, they mer- mention Marrickville. Oh my God. They mention Tempe. I'm stoned in a bookshop, sober in a nightclub. Sex is everywhere, but nowhere around me. Nowhere. It never rains in Tempe. Marrickville. So these guys were sticky fingers before sticky fingers were a thing. Exactly. They they were the OG sticky fingers. Oh, sorry. No, sticky fingers are camper down. Yeah. That's all inner west. You're right. Yeah. You know what I don't like? Tell me. That the inner west call themselves the inner west. When they're you literally, are not. They're literally a ten minute Uber from the CBD. Exactly. You are not Western Sydney. Um. Yeah. Like come west of Parramatta, and then maybe you can call yourself yeah, the inner maybe west. Maybe then. Greystones um, is the inner west. Unless you were being uh, personally called out by Gladys Berejiklian in her New South Wales yeah. health announcements, you are not a part of the Western Sydney suburbs. Like there should just be a line going down the like M4. Just anything west of Parramatta can be the inner west. <laughs> And Blacktown, anything west of Blacktown is mm-hmm. the west. Instead of like true north, it's true west. Yeah. Hmm. So just, yeah. I get you. It annoys me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite 
like lines in this song. Yeah. Okay, the whole song is full of great lines. Agreed. And I, I would implore anyone to go and listen to this song because it just feels so funky. That's the point of this podcast. Do listen to it. Yeah, please do listen to the songs that we suggest people listen to. Um, unless it's Alex Leahy, in which case, maybe maybe skip it. Redacted. Go on. <laughs> um, one of my favorite lines ever is, I'm stoned in a bookshop, sober in a nightclub. Wow. Sex is everywhere, but nowhere around me. Damn, this dude got B.O. I... <laughs> Damn, Tim Friedman, you stank. You stanky boy. <laughs> I just, I just love the idea of like being stoned in a book, like the juxtaposition of like sober in a nightclub and stoned in a bookshop. Yeah, that yeah. feels very inner west. Very poetic. It sounds like something that a certain Louis Bidet would do. Louis. <laughs> Louis. Louis, you stoned again, <laughs> bro? This is a Dimmix. Excuse me, sir. You need to leave this Dimmix. <laughs> oh, I don't even think that Louis Bidet would go into a Dimmix. I think no, he would be like, to get a, like a really small independent like Fed party one. Yeah, QBD. Ooh. <laughs> I was just thinking like a secondhand book thrift shop sort of thing. Okay, yeah, I was making a joke. He would definitely be in like a secondhand bookshop. Yeah. Yeah. Damn Merrickville hipsters. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, go on. I, I want to hear, hear more about it. No, no, no. I think that's all that I have about it. Any other lines stand out to you? They have all escaped my brain right now. Yeah, it's like that. And you'll be singing it as we're trying to go to sleep Oh, tonight. actually, I love the chorus because he's like, all my friends are fuck-ups, but they're such fun to have around. Yeah, okay. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like, there's, there's a lot of times where, like, people aren't good for you. But you get to go out and party and just, like, have a fun time with this crazy bitch. Yeah. Do you ever feel that? I used to be that friend. <laughs> you were that friend. They do also... Uh, oh, they have a, a line that mentions a person named Chris. They say, Chris don't like madness, but madness likes him. No, no it's a good song. I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was different. It. it wasn't what I was expecting, and I'm glad that happened. Yeah. Let's uh, bring it back down to something that we've heard before. And now for something that's not completely different. What is your song that you've chosen as your favorite Australian song? Mm, it's Flame Trees by Cold Chisel. <laughs> <laughs> something that we've already discussed in great detail. discussed it in great detail yeah but i also chimed in and threw some points in yeah because it's like your favorite song i chose this song on the episode about songs that remind us of the other person yeah um and yeah this song reminds me of chris because he plays it so much and he plays it so much because it's his favorite australian song yeah as i said in the other episode if there is like an unguarded jukebox i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on he's gonna put it on yeah so what do you have to say about it i don't know i mean i guess 
I'm worried I'm going to be just repeating what I said in the other episode, but this is, this is our podcast, so bite me. I can say what I want. <laughs> it's free. Yeah. You don't have to listen to this, but we'd rather you did. We like it when you do, but yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Um, it's an interesting song because it can make me feel a variety of mood. Like it, it will amplify whatever mood I'm in. Okay. If I'm happy mm-hmm. and put it on, it'll make me feel like happier. But if I'm feeling like slightly sad and I put it on, it'll make me sink a lot lower. <laughs> and then there's like middle ground where I'll get like wistfully nostalgic listening to it. Yeah. Because it just reminds me of like, yeah, going back home or going to Bathurst or Hay or just other places where it's been on in the background and I've been enjoying myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of like the soundtrack to me, maybe. That's crazy. <laughs> is it? Not really. No. I mean, it, it, it is such a good song. I can't understand how you say that you would put it on when you're happy and it would boost a happy mood. Because for me, it just feels like such a, like a, like a sad, like wistful, nostalgic song. Like yeah. I can't imagine feeling happy listening if to it. If you're in like a smoky pool room. Yeah. With like a group of your like great, like good mates and yeah. you put that on and they all just all like start toasting each other and just, it's, it's good. You just got to be there to experience it. I do have to be there to experience it. Um, I do have to say I've never been at, a pub where they have the pool table in the same places of smoking room. Yeah. So I don't think I'll ever experience that. There's a pub in Bathurst where it's outside. Oh, cool. I guess I'll just go to Bathurst. Oh, no, you can't because that's more than 10 kilometers from our home. Are you sure? Yeah, Flying Trees is just, it's just a good song. It's my favorite song by an Australian artist, which is a huge call because I listen, as I said, I listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. So for me to narrow it down and choose this one, mm-hmm. might have just been the first one that came to mind when I got given the prompt. Mm-hmm. Probably. You know what's tricky? Trying to choose a favorite Australian song and then like learning that the song that you wanted to choose is actually by a New Zealander. Lord? No. Ew, no. Yeah, actually I chose no. uh, Solar Power by Lord. Wait, let me, let me have one more guess. Uh-huh. Crowded House? Yeah. Don't Dream It's Over? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Was that going to be your honourable mention? No, it wasn't no gonna sorry, be. it can't be because it's by that, a New Zealand artist. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, I can't choose them at all. That sucks. It it ruined my day the t- day that I found out that Crowded House weren't Australian. We just kind of adopted them as if... Yeah, same with Russell Crowe. Yeah, wait, Russell Crowe wasn't Australian? No. <gasps> He's also from New Zealand. Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> tell me the truth. Is what? Eric Banner Australian? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay, so that's Flame Trees and... For you, mm-hmm. Louis Burdett. Burdett. You sound like Louis Burdett. Well, now that I know that's an insult, fuck you. <laughs> How could you say that? You sound like Louis Burdett right now. Sue me. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine having a song written about you just being like, you sound like April Layton. Ooh. You sound like Chris Reed. Ooh. You sound like Creed. You sound like, okay, sounding like Creed's pretty good. Yeah. Rhythm, spider, <laughs> Oh my god! Every now and then, I think about the Creed performance where they where they're performing at the Super Bowl, and it's the guy flying. Have right, you seen? T- keep it together. Oh, no, have you seen the the performance that no, they did? No, I haven't. This? Okay, so it's them, obviously, on the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl field, oval, field, grounds. The first time. Yeah. yeah. Whatever field. It is like the whole stage. And there's like a guy literally flying through. Like he's like wired up and he's flying. Oh, okay. So like on cables. Yep. Yeah. He's flying. Part of the performance? Part of the performance. The lead singer or just a random dude? Well, he can't be the lead singer. You can't have enough like vocal support to sing while doing it. But it's it's just like a bold, 
half-naked man. So Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> made a cameo. Yeah, basically, just he flew through. I love that. You need to see it. Maybe it was Pitbull. Dale. <laughs> hey, if it was Pitbull, like, you know, he wasn't supported by cables. He literally just flew there because he's Mr. Worldwide. <gasps> That's the best trick you've ever made. You gotta quit now. Really? That's the I best trick you've ever made. I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's the best trick you've ever oh, cool. made. Okay. Um, so, what was your honorable mention? Oh, so I'm going with me first for the honorable mention yeah, as well. Because you started as well. So. Ooh. Okay. Well, my honorable mention. You said you struggled with this before you began. Yeah. I did struggle with it. Um, but my honorable mention. I feel embarrassed to say this. This is actually from a band uh, who I know. So the song that I chose is from Amends. It's called Fighting a Losing Battle. So this was released off of their recent album called Tales of Love, Loss and Outlaws. Yeah, so I actually, I work with the lead singer. Um, I would, I would mention to say that we're not only co-workers. Friends. We're friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I chose this band and this song because I listen to it all the time. It comes on to my Spotify daily drive. Yeah. Um, this is their second album that they've released, um, and I really appreciate it because I can hear that um, the lead singer Luke, oh my god, Luke, uh, he is like singing in a range that is more comfortable for his voice, whereas like on his first album, I could tell that he was like straining his voice a little bit, but now he's sort of working within. He's found his comfort zone. Yeah, and... and exploiting that to his full potential yeah and i even said to him i'm like hey did you like take vocal lessons or anything like that and he was like uh no i'm just not yelling as much as i used to on the first album and i'm like well it sounds good and i really like it and i think that you guys would really like them too and i would really recommend that you guys listen to them would you recommend listening to the first album and then the second album and noticing the difference for themselves yeah absolutely yeah um yeah a little little less yelling yeah, less less yelling. It still has like a powerful vocal. That's good. Powerful That's... vocals behind it. Yeah, but bit yeah, of oomph. yeah, bit of oomph. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, what is your honorable mention? It's an artist we've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Mr. Paul Kelly. Ooh, Mr. Kelly. Last time we mentioned him, I believe we were shitting on his song Shane Warne, and I still, <laughs> my opinion hasn't changed on that. It's a terrible song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's so bad. I fucking hate it. <laughs> but that's not my honorable mention. What is your honorable mention? So, yeah, Paul Kelly's From Little Things, Big Things Grow. I love that song. I do too. Gather round people, I'll tell you a story, an eight-year-long story of power and pride. British Lord Vesty and Vincent Lignari were opposite men on opposite sides. Vesty was fat. With money and muscle, 
Beef was his business, broad was his door. Vincent was lean, he spoke very little. He had no bank balance, hard dirt was his floor. From little things, big things grow. From little things, big things grow. In hindsight, I might have chosen it over Flame Trees if I'd had time to think about it. Yeah. But for now, it's just going to sit as an honourable mention. Do you know what it's about? I don't really properly know what it's about. It's about the 1966 Wave Hill walk-offs, mm-hmm. where a group of Indigenous Australians walked off a cattle ranch, I believe, in protest of the poor pay, living conditions, etc. Just listen to the song and Paul Kelly will tell you the whole story, but um, the protagonist, Vincent Lingari, basically is just fighting to get their land back. And in 1974, funny that you mentioned the Whitlams in this episode, by the way, because <gasps> in 1974, at the end of the song, Gough Whitlam comes to where Vincent Lingari is and pours a handful of sand, yeah, handful of sand into Vincent's hand, symbolizing the giving back of the land. Oh my, yeah, and they do mention that. Don't yeah. they, like, what is the line that he used to describe Gough Whitlam? A tall stranger. Oh, I thought he said handsome stranger. He is handsome, but it was just a tall stranger <laughs> in this context. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's really neat. It's. I really like that. It's gone full circle. And, like, Australian history is, I'm not going to, like, tiptoe around the issue. It's very contentious. Yeah. And- I feel like Paul Kelly's addressed Indigenous history and white history in a really nice way here. Yeah. Do you, I think you also have mentioned before that you have a personal connection to... Okay, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was going to... I'll get on to that. But um, yeah, just touching back on the song and its yeah. Indigenous theme. The song was released in 1991, which I also find coincidental because that's the same year the Mabo decision was handed down. Mm. So, What's, yeah. It's what was just, the Mabo decision? Uh, it was just... It was a court case in... Queensland around the same thing like native title oh Eddie Marbo yeah Eddie Marbo okay uh don't try to get away from explaining your own personal connection to this song and in year six I may have had to participate in a performance to the song in front of the whole school and who did you play the antagonist (laughs) British Lord Vestie (laughs) and so they made me dress up like a cattle farmer blue jeans flannelette shirt cowboy Mm -hmm. hat that's just your normal Saturday wear. It is. <laughs> well, it wasn't back then, but it is now. Mm-hmm. And they made me put pillows under my shirt. Mm-hmm. So for the line where it goes, um, Vesti was fat with money and muscle. <laughs> I wish like people could see this, but like I had to like throw my arms up and like flex yep. for the um, muscle bit. And then for the money bit, I had to like rub my fingers together. <laughs> I, really, I love the idea of like, getting a role and you have to like pretend to put on weight and that's something that i've never had to do i've always had the weight on me okay (laughs) that was me in year six before i like had any sort of confidence whatsoever so i was just shitting myself on this stage doing what i was told (laughs) shitting yourself just to do your two movements to have muscles and to have money looking back on it now i'm also just pissed off that they cast me as the bad guy (laughs) well who else would they have cast as the bad guy in your class True. But this was back before I was Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) I was still young and full of innocence. I was in no way a bad guy. (laughs) Yeah, from Little Things, Big Things Grow. Mm -hmm. Great song. Yeah. And I feel like it's like this podcast started off as a little thing and it's just, it's growing. We've got new microphones. We do get new microphones. We are also getting a whole lot more listeners from sort of all around the world. Um, Sound off in the comments if you're from a different country. Uh, I know that there are no comments on Spotify or Apple Music, but damn. Anyway, guys. 
think this is where we'll wrap it up. Our next episode for next week is going to be also kind of about Australian music, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it'll um, tie in nicely with Triple J that we were talking about earlier. Ooh. Until then, though, this has been Prompt Up Kicks. I'm Chris. And I'm April. And we'll see you next time. Bum, 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 bum,